0: Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of The Uninformed Podcast. I'm brought to you today by my three amigos, my most handsome bro amigo. What up, Ethan? Oh, (laughs) what up,
1: what up, Jonah?
0: What up? And Jared, you're (laughs) here as well. Hey, what's up, man? What is up, buddy? And uh, is that it? Just you guys today? Do we have anybody else? That's it. Yeah, that's all. Oh, I don't hear anything, so sweet.
2: Oh, uh, oh, I think you oh! happened to forget oh, there that.
0: He... oh, Zach, how could I forget about you, bro? All right.
2: Yeah, it's all right. I'm ugly and I'm proud.
0: Hey, man, at least uh... you own it and embrace it. That's good for you moving
2: forward <laughs> yeah. in life. Yeah, you... I, I embrace who I am for sure. No, I am handsome and I know it. Factual. You sure are, my friend. Factual.
0: Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Remember that. That is true. Alright guys, I'm going to start us off with a couple of quick trivia questions we're kind of going to go through a rapid fire so I'm going to rattle off a fact and uh, you guys give me your answers. So, more than 37 million US adults have this and one in five of them don't even know that they have it. Prediabetes
1: I was going to say that
3: Hypertension. Final answer I'll go
1: Hypertension Okay, wait, wait. I have to give an answer. It's I. I'm gonna say it's brain cancer. Whoa. Ooh, intense.
0: Good
3: guess, Zach.
2: Hmm. Um. Heart disease.
3: So I changed my answer. Blue or green eyes.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh. that is a good one. No, because he said they don't even know they have it.
0: What, Zach? What color are your eyes? Blue or green?
2: Blue. Oh, that's interesting. Blue-green, but I, I, I like to think they're blue, so blue. See, he doesn't even know what color they are. <laughs> All right. Okay. What what'd you guys think? Is this pertinent? No, it is not. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. Okay. <laughs> Blank is the seventh
0: leading cause of death in the United States. Ooh. The seventh. Wait, would
2: you say second or seventh? What was that? Seventh. Hypertension. Seventh.
0: Five, six, seven.
2: Um. Smoking brain cancer drinking no drinking is probably higher up there um no good guesses everybody remember your guesses
0: for the questions
2: accident like falling maybe i don't know
0: no hey they're all good guesses question three in the last 20 years the number of adults diagnosed with this has more than doubled
2: diabetes um oh gosh
3: Stomach cancer, right cancer.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the cancers, maybe.
3: Uh, or dementia, male pattern baldness, and the
0: question number four blank is the number one cause of kidney failure, lower limb
3: amputations, and adult blindness. Diabetes. Can't you get your limbs
1: cut off if you have diabetes too? Yeah, you lose toes and fingers. And yeah, limbs. I heard that. Diabetes. I'm gonna Dude, go diabetes yeah. again.
0: Correct. So diabetes is the answer to all four of those questions. Oh! Oh, wow. Ooh. That's right. Should have seen it coming. Nice. Yeah, not so cancer. you guys know what we're talking about today? Male pattern baldness? Ooh, so close.
2: Diabetes 1 and 2?
0: Uh, you are partially correct. But we'll get into that. All right, so does anybody know what diabetes is?
2: Isn't diabetes uh, when someone has uh, not enough insulin in their body? Like they have low blood sugar, so they have to take insulin. Uh, pills are usually injections to uh, so, so their body has the right balance. Uh, you're kind of insulin.
3: correct. A lot of what you said was inaccurate, but you're on the right path here. Okay. Diabetes... Okay is in two forms. You have type 1 or type 2. Type 1 is where your pancreas does not produce insulin, so you're required... Whoa, that was a weird word. You are required to take insulin shots. Therefore, (laughs) your body does not have excess high blood sugar. Type 2 diabetes is when you eat too much food you gain a little too much weight and then your body it doesn't process the sugars as well your pancreas starts producing less insulin and then you take meds like metformin and stuff like that and then if it gets worse then you uh then also have to take insulin
0: all right guys well that's the episode for today so thanks for joining us jared just uh he knows his stuff. <laughs> wow
3: yeah he
0: he definitely knows his stuff Um, So yeah, just to kind of reiterate because everything Jared said was uh, on point. So diabetes is uh, usually a chronic health condition and it affects how your body basically can turn um, food uh, into energy. Uh, Typically, your body breaks down most of the food that you eat, uh, primarily carbohydrates, uh, into glucose, which is a fancy word for ADP. Sugar. Yeah, sugar. We, we were looking for sugar. Mr. Science over here, Jared, got way too technical.
1: But yeah, for, <laughs>
0: for the average person, glucose, also known as sugar, and then um, it releases that into your, to your bloodstream. And then when your blood sugar goes up, it signals to what organ to release insulin? Anybody but
2: Jared. Uh, didn't we, weren't we talking about the pancreas? Yes,
0: yeah. it is your pancreas. Yeah, so your pancreas releases insulin. Uh, and then y- your insulin kind of acts as a key to let the blood sugar into your body cells and, and then, therefore, using it as energy. So, as Jared said earlier, um, there's type 1, type 2, and then again, I don't want to ask Jared, but there is a third type of diabetes. Does anybody else know what that third type is?
1: Type 3. Ooh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is it, is it pre
0: diabetes? So that is a thing, however, that doesn't actually,
2: uh,
0: for our sake, that we're, I'm not counting that as a type of diabetes. If okay. they don't get it, could I answer? Sure can, man. Alright, to uh, shoot your shot.
2: Okay, Three. so there's type 1, type, is it type 2A two. Two and type 2B, maybe something like one.
3: that? One. Lock okay, it man. in, lock it in.
0: I think you said type 2B.
2: Yeah, type 2B, is that it? (laughs) That is not it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, damn it, I missed Gestational
3: diabetes.
0: Yes, it is gestational diabetes, uh, which is diabetes uh, when pregnant. Pregnant? So this one affects women who are pregnant. Typically, they have no previous forms or symptoms or signs of diabetes, but they start to develop those uh, once they become pregnant. So to kind of break down further type 1 diabetes uh, again this is just reiterating everything Jared already said Uh, we could have ended this probably five minutes ago but uh, type 1 diabetics uh, are born that way and it's caused by an autoimmune reaction so basically your immune system uh, for whatever reason kind of attacks itself and therefore um, you develop type 1 diabetes Um, this Reaction it just stops your body from making insulin, and insulin is what's required to help lower your blood sugar. So without insulin, you can't lower your blood sugar, and it becomes extremely problematic when out of control. Approximately five to ten percent of people who have diabetes uh, they have type one diabetes. Uh, symptoms they usually develop quite quickly, and this usually tends to affect uh, people. Uh, teens, children, and young adults. Typically, um, as you're growing up into puberty, that's when type 1 can show itself. Uh, It can show up as as a young kid uh, as well. Typically, as a middle-aged or older adult, you typically don't develop type 1 diabetes at that point in your life. Um, With type 1, you do have to take insulin every day, and there's uh, no known way to prevent type 1 diabetes at this time so unfortunately if that's if you're diagnosed with type 1 you have to take your insulin injections type 2 diabetes is way more common this is going to affect somewhere from 90 to 95 percent of people who have diabetes they have type 2 Uh, type 2 diabetes is when your body Maybe can produce insulin, but it can't use it very well to regulate your your blood sugar and keep it within healthy ranges. Uh, it, this one typically develops over uh, years, and this one affects most commonly adults. Uh, but over the past couple of years, it has become extremely more prevalent in uh, teenagers and teens, young younger children, and than it was previously Um, a lot of that could be said for where our society's heading type 2 diabetes usually is something that occurs in people who aren't the healthiest they're either overweight they're not active they don't eat the healthiest and therefore they become bigger and develop type 2 diabetes so that's why um, with the obesity epidemic in our youth of america that would be why type 2 diabetes is on the rise in our young younger population so type 2 diabetes can be prevented and it can also be delayed with uh, healthy lifestyles so people if you're overweight if you start eating healthier you start exercising you start losing weight you can help to manage your type 2 diabetes uh, before it gets out of control the third one is gestational diabetes and like we kind of touched on before, this this affects pregnant women. Usually those women have no signs or symptoms prior to becoming pregnant. For whatever reason, they become pregnant and they start having symptoms uh, and high blood sugar, low blood sugar. They develop uh, gestational diabetes. And this can put your baby at extreme risk of all sorts of different uh, ailments. Uh, it's There's no one... One area that it focuses on, it's just kind of across the board, it raises uh, the, the level of every different kind of health risk you can have. Um, those women who do develop gestational diabetes, after the baby is born, gestational diabetes can go away. Uh, however, that does put them at a high risk for type 2 later on in their life. And then, Tish, I believe it was you who mentioned pre diabetes earlier.
2: Uh, I think, maybe. I think Jared mentioned it as well. Or he was the one that mentioned it. Okay, I'm putting you on the spot.
0: Tell me what you know
2: about
1: pre-diabetes. Thank
2: God he didn't call me. Is pre-diabetes all... Thank God he didn't call me. Is pre-diabetes also referred to as onset diabetes as well? Or no? Uh,
3: some would call it early onset diabetes. Tish, how many
0: millions of adults in America do you think have pre-diabetes?
2: Millions of adults. Um, I want to say five million.
0: Five million. Ethan, can I, can yeah. I, can I guess?
1: Absolutely, my friend. So... It, the thirty-seven million that have diabetes, does that include the pre-diabetes people, or is that not include them? No, it does not include them. The thirty-seven million are people
0: actually diagnosed with type one or type two diabetes.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So I'm gonna say,
1: I'm gonna say there's sixty million people with pre-diabetes. Whoa, Whoa. Jared, that's good. He stole my guess.
3: I was actually gonna say sixty million.
1: Actually. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: what, there's 330 million people in the U.S.? I was going to yeah. say, like, you know, about one-third either have uh, pre-diabetes or diabetes, I think. What if I told you all
1: of you guys were low? Oh. Then Jared, Jared would be the closest because he said one-third. Jeez. It's very close to one-third. Well, it, yeah,
0: in the United States, roughly 96 million adults, which averages out to about one in three – people have prediabetes. Uh, and the even crazier stat out of those eight out of 10 people don't even know that they have
3: it.
2: Wow. Okay. So is prediabetes like the early signs of actual diabetes? Like, um, so, so for example, um, if someone, uh, starts to hallucinate or, uh, faints from low blood sugar is that like a, a sign of prediabetes or yeah so I'm just, just
0: for clarity here is. we're taking type 1 off the board those are individuals who are born that way uh and it, that's just going to rear their ugly head type 2 is the one that uh, adults primarily develop throughout the course of their life before you develop type 2 diabetes, most people show signs and symptoms leading up to that. Basically, it's a gradual decline of the effectiveness of your insulin or your pancreas to produce insulin to a point where it can no longer regulate your blood sugar levels to a healthy level. So, pre-diabetes gotcha. is the precursor to what eventually becomes type 2 diabetes. So, yeah.
3: That makes yeah, sense. So,
0: to answer your question, Tish.
3: Could I, could I expand on that a little more? Yeah, of course. Cool. Okay, so... Um, kind of how pre-diabetes develops is, so Ethan, do you remember when you ran your Spartan race, shout out, and you said that you got a piece of candy and it gave you a ton of energy for the race? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> let's start with this. So, whenever you're working out, let's say you, you know, have some candy, it gives you a insulin insensitivity which basically allows your body, it makes it store carbohydrates which then gives you more energy, you know, before, during, and well, I guess during and after your workout. So, that's why sometimes you see someone eat candy like right before the gym or during a race because then your body is insulin, you know, insensitive and it wants to take that energy in immediately. So, it's able to give you fast energy whereas normal carbohydrates, you have to wait a little bit longer to get those. Okay. That repetition of your body constantly having this high blood sugar over and over and over, it just beats down on that pancreas until the pancreas is screaming, please help me please and then it's not able to work as well and it's like please sir please you know and it just keeps like slowly uh, working less and less and that's just an idea of how pre-diabetes slowly leads down a little rabbit hole and the people don't realize so then it just leads into like type 2.
0: And just to expand on that, even a little bit further to everything Jared just said, which is accurate, the reason type 2 diabetes affects individuals who are at a higher weight, who are more sedentary in lifestyle, typically they don't eat the healthiest. Therefore, you know they're eating more junk food. They're not burning off that excess energy, and when your blood sugar level is higher, you need to produce more insulin to bring that level back down to a healthy range. So like Jared said, when you're constantly producing more and more insulin to keep it in a healthy range, but you're not doing anything about it over an extended period of time, that's where a lot of the damage can set in. And basically you just become resistant to the insulin.
3: You also don't necessarily need to be overweight to have prediabetes. Yeah, you don't have to be... However, it does tend to be more
0: prevalent in overweight people and people with a sedentary or non-active lifestyle. But yeah, you, you don't have to be – to develop type 2 diabetes. But in a nutshell, uh, that's pre-diabetes. That's kind of leading up to uh, the precursor to type 2 diabetes. Um, so that, those are our three main types of diabetes. Does anybody have any questions about those three?
2: i have a question
0: lay it on me brother
2: so it sounds like which i mean from what i've heard in the past one from here what i'm hearing for you that diabetes is based on your diet it's dietary but is it also it can be possible for diabetes to be genetic could be passed down from your genes or is it only strictly type one. dietary type
0: one? yeah so type one dive well so first to address your first point you can be a healthy individual and still develop t- type two diabetes. So you don't have to be. It's not like if you work out five times a week, you're healthy. You're within your, you know, recommended uh, weight group. You're not going to develop type two diabetes. You still can. Um, it's just, okay. it's just yeah. more prevalent amongst people. It's like if you, if you smoke cigarettes, you're more prevalent to developing lung cancer. But if you've never smoked anything in your life, you can still develop lung cancer. So it's if you think about okay. it like that, that's that's uh, I feel like a, a decent mm-hmm. comparison. Um, type one would be I, I actually I, Jared might know this. I don't know if there's a hereditary um, if there's a hereditary link in diabetes. However, I will say this: this could kind of come back to uh, a little bit of nature versus nurture type argument or not argument, but if you were raised in a very healthy household, your parents run 5Ks, they work out, you're going to tend to be a little bit more healthier. You might not lean into certain health ailments. If you grow up in a sedentary lifestyle where staying healthy wasn't important, you know, you don't put that as, as a important factor in your life. And when you get older, if your dad or mom had diabetes, maybe you develop it as well. Not so much necessarily because of a uh, hereditary trait, but just because of a lifestyle trait. But uh, Jared, do you know if there's a hereditary link between uh, diabetes or
3: genetic link? Um, I don't know, but my friend Dr. Toboggan knows. Let me call him real quick. (laughs) <laughs> uh, hello jared uh yes type 2 diabetes plays a role in genetics more than type 1 oh why thank really? you dr toboggan what? yeah i guess wow. i guess yeah oh, wow type 2 yeah it's more linked to uh, linear uh yeah. shout out to our special guest this episode dr toboggan thanks yeah, he came in big
2: Wow, that was clutch.
3: Debug. Debug. <laughs> uh yeah, so
0: moving on a little bit. As of right now, there is no cure for diabetes. However, like mentioned before, if you're a type two diabetic or pre-diabetic, losing weight, eating healthy, being active, those are all things that can certainly help your cause. If you develop pre diabetes, it is possible to lose that designation and become non-pre-diabetic non-diabetic you just become healthy it's when you get diagnosed with type 2 that it becomes a little bit harder to move away from that um, however when managed you can be healthy but if we go back to one of our earlier facts to start off the episode um, diabetes is the number one cause of lower limb amputations at least in the united states as well as adult blindness So if not managed, it can
3: have very life-changing implications for you.
2: I think that's pretty wild.
3: I'd be curious to see how it compares to other countries, because I would imagine the U.S. is probably... uh... So I do have one not-so-fun fact
0: that uh, I was going to get into. So let's get into our not-so-fun facts of the day. (laughs) I love this segment. Yeah, new segment, guys. Yeah, we're going to drop our new intro or our new theme music here pause today on not so fun facts regarding diabetes so the death rate is 27 percent among african americans with diabetes and that's higher than uh white people with diabetes so it, it actually the the death rate's higher i don't know why uh, that's just a statistic i'm sure there's a lot of reasons there um socioeconomic, maybe higher obesity rates, um, a lack of available health care or insurance uh, and hereditary. Um, There's not necessarily one exact correlation there. Moving on, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the main cause of blindness in individuals in the United States between the ages of 20 and 74 is diabetes. So it's not staring at the sun? It is not. Hmm. It is not. However, I can see why you would think that. Approximately 17 million U.S. citizens have been diagnosed with diabetes. Uh, That's nearly 10% of the estimated 170 million people that have diabetes worldwide. So of everybody who has diabetes, almost 10% are from the U.S. Really? And then... Wow. Yeah. So moving on to the direct question Jared had earlier. What country do you guys think has the highest diabetes population in the world? It's over 35 million people.
1: I would say the United States. Didn't you say the U.S. is 37 million?
3: You said African American ladies are more prone to diabetes. I didn't say ladies, I just said African Americans. And that's
0: I, and that's the death rate. Okay. That's the death rate. I will guess Tunisia. Yeah, so it is not Tunisia. And full disclosure, looking back on it, this stat is pulled from a few years ago, which is why I read the number 35 million. But India has the world's highest diabetes population. And they expect that by the year oh, wow. 2025, that number could easily increase over 70 million, meaning one in every five diabetic in the world could be of Indian
1: origin. Wow.
2: That's astronomical. That's, That's from all those samosas.
1: Mind-boggling. <laughs> <Boggling>. Let's, let's <laughs> shout out to our Indian viewers and Indian listeners. We love your samosas. We don't love diabetes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Guys, take care of yourself. Yeah. Be healthy. Yeah. We need you to yeah. stay on as listeners. Hashtag
1: fight against diabetes. Hashtag follow us on Instagram. Hashtag fight diabetes.
0: And
2: do that too. Mainly that one. Uh, and then the last not
0: so fun fact I have for you guys is that smoking can actually increase your risk of diabetes. And it does this by constricting blood vessels and raising your blood pressure, which all promote insulin resistance.
1: So those are the, your not-so-fun facts of the day. I have a comment on that, Jonah. Yes. So a lot of like kids my age growing up, they say that smoking is cool and like it looks cool to do and you can attract the opposite gender. However, I was taught growing up that smoking is very bad. And now you're pointing out this medical fact that also backs up my opinion of smoking. So I just wanted to comment that.
0: Yeah, that's an astute observation, Ethan. Uh, I am not a doctor. I'm not going to comment on that. However, I was also raised in a family with similar values. I was told smoking was bad. And now I have this statistic in front of me that says smoking can actually increase my risk of diabetes. So wow. in my life, I think I'm going to put the cigarette down. I don't think I'm going to – I'm not even going to pick it up. Not even going to smoke. time to quit
1: buying the packs. Don't even look at it. I w- don't think about I it. wish Dr. Toboggan was still available. Oh, so yeah, where's t We need to he, miss he, that
2: guy.
3: He had to catch a flight. <laughs> to oh, India. <laughs>
0: um, any questions? Any Anything that you thought
1: you learned? Anything cool? Yeah, I do have a comment. Shout out to pregnant women. I feel bad that there's yet another thing that they have to worry about when being pregnant. As if there wasn't enough things. They can get gestigial... Uh, diabetes. Is that
2: <laughs> what it was? just Gesticular? Gestational. Is that what it is?
1: Gestational. Yeah, I, did, oh, gestational, I didn't know about yeah, that. That's, that stinks for them. So shout out to the, the pregos. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> I also did not know that was a thing yeah. until my wife was pregnant and then they, they did a blood sh- sugar test with her and kind of explained to her everything and I was like, wow, that's crazy. And it's just because of how type 1 and type 2 develop in people, it's weird to think that just... Becoming pregnant, you can develop diabetes. But yeah, I I thought that was very interesting as well. Jared, is there anything here you learned that you didn't already know? (laughs) Are you still uninformed from where you walked into this?
3: (laughs) I am much more informed. I did not know about India or uh, the rate of the amount of people that actually have prediabetes. That's crazy to me. I uh, did not realize it was as, as high.
0: It's a very alarming number. One in three uh, people have prediabetes. And even more alarming, of those one out of three, eight out of ten of them don't even know that they have it. So at the end of the day, I think what we're trying to say here to all of our listeners and everybody out there, please take care of yourself. Go to the doctor. Get checked. If you're not feeling good, go get it looked at. Um, if you catch pre-diabetes, you can reverse that. So, um, it's better to get ahead of these things. It's your life. You want to grow up and, uh, grow old with your spouse or grow old individually and, uh, grandkids, kids, dogs, pets, cats, everything, travel, uh, have lots of money or no money because you had such a great life. So, um, there's a lot of, reasons out there to take care of yourself so i think um while we are not doctors here i think that i speak for the four of us when i say everybody just take care of yourself
2: i i think it's insane that um someone with diabetes can potentially lose their low, lower limbs or uh, was what, what it there is it their fingers and toes or just like any part of their limbs is that like can you explain that a little bit
0: um yeah it absolutely is crazy Uh, A lot of people start developing nerve pains in your foot, and um, from my understanding and what I saw, and and I'll let Jared speak to this as well, but uh, a lot of the people that do have to get to amputation, it's because those nerve endings are so shot, they become so painful that they have to, uh, some people elect to have that that amputation because they, there's no numbing the pain. There's no dealing with it at that point. And it usually starts at at the furthest limb, all the way down in your toes and your feet. So it's definitely something you need to keep, uh, keep in the back of your mind. If you do have diabetes, that is something that could happen to you. But Jared. Whenever
3: I was in the nursing program, RIP, bless up. um, One of my first clients, had about half of his foot. He had like two toes, the big toe and the toe next to it. And it's because the foot was just eating away at itself um, because they just let the diabetes get it away from themselves. And it's very common with people who have diabetes. It's a very shameful thing. They don't want to admit it. And they lie to themselves and they just let it get worse and worse and worse. The foot, they get gangrene. The circulation uh, makes the blood cut off in the toes first because the veins uh, are smallest there. And so you start losing it from those small, like, little limbs first. Wow. So then they just lose the circulation. Mm-hmm. And then that's how the toes just die. And then when you let it go, then you get infection and then it goes up the foot. And that's how you end up losing, like, limbs or why they need to cut off higher up to prevent the infection from sp- spreading any further. It, one of the signs and symptoms if you have prediabetes is numbness or tingling in your limbs. So if you press on your mm-hmm. toes and there's slight numbness there's a chance that it could be pre-diabetes. It's That's probably not, but there's a good chance that, you know, maybe that is.
2: So by numbness, you're referring to, like, the pins and needles that you get, and it would be, like, it would be really consistent.
3: Right, and then Usually, and then after yeah. the pins and needles, oh, there's not really that feeling, but if you touch it, you, like, know you're still touching it. It can get to that point as well of numbness. Yeah. Um, with all that being said... I think I speak for all four
0: of us here on the uninformed podcast when I say we just want the best for people. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, there's no shame in going to the doctor and getting checked out. If you have pre-diabetes, you can always lose that designation and become healthy. No pre-diabetes, no type 2. Um, so just go out, get yourself checked. If you do develop it, your life's not over. Stay on top of it. You'll live a normal, healthy life. Um, and that's what you want for your loved ones around you. So, from all of us here at the Uninformed Podcast, stay healthy and we'll see you next week on the Uninformed Podcast.
1: Peace out. Saranara. Rock and roll. Get to the chopper. <laughs>